Good evening, good evening, good evening. I gotta see what's up with that. Let me get you, let's shift gears, brother. There we go. There we go. Yeah, <clears throat> some color in the background. Welcome to episode 117 of Folks Talking Sports. We're a little bit a few minutes late. We were chopping it up off the air, stuff that's not made for public <laughs> consumption. Mm -mm. Brother Gibson, how are you? I'm doing well, man. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. I wish I wish others would be better or they figure out how five goes into four, but I digress. Let's get into it. And, you know, my, my fault, folks, who are new, thank you for the folks watching us on Facebook and, and YouTube at Houston Round Bar Review and on Folks Talking Sports on YouTube. Also, subscribe to that channel as well, because eventually that's where things will go when we get advertisers. I'm Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Bar Review. My man, Willie Gibson from V Ohio State. WTG Sports, we'll know sports. You hit you you hinted at it, my man. Mm -hmm. About five does not go into four. It never did. Yeah. It never did. Yeah. Since the beginning of the college football playoff, it was never intended to make sense. You got five at the time, five power conferences, but four spots. They didn't create from the, in the beginning, they could have had an 18 playoff. You have five, the champions from the five, one each from the five power conferences. That's five. And then the three best schools. They could have done that years ago, but they didn't. Fast forward to today, December 3rd, 2023. Florida State, undefeated, power five champion, conference champion, yep. does not get invited to the Invitational. Fans are upset. Willie Norville is upset. Oh, how, how I'm disgusted and, and I'm it's a shame and all. Coach, where you been all this time? Right. <laughs> where where you been? Right. Why didn't you push for this in the beginning? Why didn't you say, well, wait, wait, there's five power conferences, but only four spots. This is not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Mr. Gibson. You, you go there. We'll talk about the Cougs hiring Willie Fritz soon. But from the jump, this was flawed. But this is how they wanted it to be done because folks didn't complain. They loved their football. Yeah. Keep going or whatever. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's just it. I mean, it, it's always been this, but it's heightened now. And I don't know if they went out with the bang in their last um uh last hurrah if you will before it goes to 12 next year we've been clamoring for eight and they said okay let's go eight plus four we'll go to 12. yeah so you know it's this the uh, the way they they go out with a bang and keep keep their uh them on every keep themselves on everybody's minds but yeah to to go with the 13 and no and i understand i understand Alabama won the SEC championship, but they were eight. They yeah. went from eight to four. Yes. So why? I mean, and the, and the thing is, this whole CFP reveal show every Tuesday night, I was talking to somebody, and they were asking me, well, what do you think about, you know, I say dropping the six. This was two weeks ago. Like, this is a made-for-TV event. Yes. The only one that matters is December 3rd. And so this – Prior to today was just conversation and conjecture. Yep. Oh, what happens here? What happens there? They were going to do what they wanted to do anyway. 
and they did it. They never won at Florida State. Florida State was in the top four from week one. And all of a sudden, the last poll, after they finished 13-0, they dropped to six. Yeah. They dropped to, I'm sorry, they dropped to five. Uh, Georgia being six. And then Georgia from one to six. One to six. 29 games in a row they win. They lose by three in the, in the SEC championship game. They dropped to six. That's interesting. The, the games don't matter. Exactly. You know, clearly they, they don't matter. Alabama, and I know this, Bama fans, I know it. Alabama struggled. They needed a miracle. Well, I'm going to flip it around. They needed a brain cramp by Auburn on 4th and 30 yep. to win that. Auburn. Yep. Who lost the previous week to New Mexico State by like 30, something crazy like that. Yeah. At home. At home. So how good is the SEC? Right. And the ACC had a better record against power conference than the SEC. And Chris, that's been my argument the whole time with the SEC. The SEC is the most powerful conference in America. And they always talk about Alabama, Georgia. They always talk about LSU, maybe. But they never talk about Mississippi State or Vanderbilt. Yep. You know, folks, yeah, folks talk about, I saw people this evening, talking about the dead weight in the Big 12. and Every conference has dead weight. Yes. <laughs> every conference. Yes. Big 10, SEC, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, now Pac-2. Pac-2 yeah, they're gone now. But every conference has dead weight. Yes. And, Brother Gibbs, you know what's going to happen soon to the dead weight? Mm-hmm. There's going to be one or two super conferences where it's just Texas, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, and a few others. And then that dead weight, those fans from those quote-unquote dead weight schools will be left out. How could you do this to us? We used to be a power five school and not. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's happening now. If you look at the New Year's Six, New Year's Six Bowls, 10 of the 12 teams announced in New Year's Six Bowls today are from the Big Ten or SEC. Yes. 10 of 12. So they're letting you know right now. And the CFP did another. What the hell are they thinking? Liberty. Yeah. Over Undefeated Liberty. Okay. Liberty from Conference USA. Weak ass. We're going in today, folks. So I may drop some words that you never heard me say before on this show. Weak ass non-conference schedule. The committee's supposed to look at the body of work like they do in basketball. But they picked them over SMU, who had a tougher non-conference schedule and in a better conference. Yep. Make it make sense, Willie Gibson. Make it make sense. I'm not. I'm going to make it more. I'm going to make it muddier because there are 133 Division I football teams, if I remember properly. And the numbers tell me that Liberty had the 133rd ranked schedule the worst schedule in america yes and they're in a new year's six bowl against oregon and oh by the way bob nick said yep i'm playing i bet he is i bet he is playing against liberty come on man the hypocrisy of it all just it knows no bounds and folks are mad at espn and i don't know kirk herb street said something today i don't whatever ESPN now is an SEC school, you know, conference, network, whatever. 
But I go back to what I said in the beginning. This is how the system was designed. And not yeah. enough folks way back when raised a stink about it. Hold up. Wait a minute. Five power conferences and just four spots. Mm -hmm. How's that going to work? Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know, don't, need, don't even worry right. about it. Well, right. Because I think until recently, you didn't even have to win your conference championship yep. <laughs> to, to be invited to the Invitational. Yep. And folks were like, because I go back to LSU in the and mighty, mighty SEC. You still don't. Ohio State didn't win the Big Ten last year. They they, got well, you. see, there you go. Yeah. Folks, if the games matter, <clears throat> what's the point of conference championships? Besides money grabs, that's all you are, money grabs, if yep. you don't have to win it to get invited to the invitation. Yep. Well, well, they were my, the eye test told me that they're one of the four best teams, but they did not win their conference championship. Does it matter? Right. My eyes told me and my committee members they're one of the four, four best teams. My eyes I look at the bottom line and how the black that were coming in and not the red are bringing in pockets of empty seats in the stadium when no one goes to that game. That's what they saw. They saw the yeah. green. You know, just just. Be honest. Okay, just be honest. And I'm not saying, and there was an argument I saw this, and I agree with this, some of the other stuff I didn't agree with. Everybody knows Florida State, third-string quarterback, freshman quarterback. He looked it, like most freshmen would, who only had four snaps. Mm. They still put up more yards in Michigan. <laughs> and the whole third-string quarterback piece, Ohio State won a national championship with a third-string quarterback. Yes. So that doesn't fly with me. And Florida State would not have played in the CFP semifinals with him. Right. That second street would be, by that time, most likely cleared from the concussion protocol. Yep. Well, well, they're a different team without Jordan Traps. A, a different what? You know, just a different team without Jordan Team. 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 What? Yeah, what team. team. Uh, yeah, point. Team. Uh, because I, I don't know, and this is all hypothetical because of how they spin everything. Yeah. <clears throat> but how many other teams going against a top 15 ranked team mm -hmm. could win by double digits with a freshman third string quarterback who just took four snaps all season and win with defense? Right. Elite defense. Well, but you know, without Jordan Travis, they're not. Jordan Travis doesn't play defense. Exactly. Just, just be real. You didn't want Florida State in the, in the final four. Just go ahead and say that you didn't want to. Yeah. You don't yeah. like the ACC for whatever reason. You you believe the narrative that which you created and perpetuate. Mm -hmm. You don't think the ACC is strong enough, even though they had a better record against Power Five than the SEC. But then I also heard the argument of how uh, Florida State in September or, or maybe a, a late summer put themselves up for, to the highest bidder, how the ACC was doing the wrong and they were ready to leave. So now popular or, or unpopular opinion, wherever you uh, stand, is saying the committee took that into account and sent a message to Florida State for what they did. I don't know. It just, it's whatever, man. It's, it's whatever. But see, all that hearsay, nonsense, speculation would be a moot point 
if years ago mm-hmm. you had 18 playoff, the five conference champions, and then the three best schools, three at-large teams. And, and here's the crazy part: going to 12. If they they, I saw a mock-up. I saw a mock-up last week, and I saw a mock-up this week. Last week, speaking from the Ohio State perspective, Ohio State was six. Mm-hmm. Last week, they would have been hosting Old Miss at the Horseshoe at Ohio Stadium on December 16th, with the winner going to the Fiesta Bowl to play Washington. Now, uh, that's intriguing on several fronts because the SEC never is going to come up here in December mm-hmm. for a game. So to see Old Miss in, in the middle of December in Columbus, Ohio would have been interesting. But then, Here's where it goes wrong, because this week in the final rankings, Ohio State was seven. So then they would play the 10th ranked team. That 10th ranked team was Penn State. So you have a conference game in the playoff, mm-hmm. Ohio State versus Penn State, which we just saw in week five at the at Ohio Stadium. So we're going to see that again in the playoff. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, interesting. And I saw Iowa ten and two. Their two losses were combined what fifty-seven nothing, something like that. They got shut out. I think in the two losses. Yeah, they got shut out. Well, they're ten and three now. Ten and three. Okay. Yeah, ten and three now. But yeah, they lost twenty-six nothing last night. They lost. So against the the, the top ten opponents, they've been shut out. Yeah. So yeah. how good is is the Big Ten pass the top two? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, hey, if you look at it, I, I'm a, I'll do it. The Big Ten has two teams in the Final Four. Yeah, Washington and Michigan, and the SEC could say the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> about Texas and Alabama, and yeah. there you go, right there, the power there two. You go. There you go. There you go. Yep. So the networks have what they want. Yep. And all. The majority of the fans who are up in arms, pissed off, indignant. How dare they do this to Florida State? How dare they do this to my school, my alma mater? Mm-hmm. We'll be watching the games on TV, be spending that money on the merch, yep. be buying season tickets, be doing all those things. You are so pissed off, you spend more money next season. Yep. I'll show them. I'm going to show them by spending more money. Yeah. And then and going back to New York Six and to bring it locally, Ohio State playing Missouri in the Cotton Bowl, that went over about as well as you could think in Columbus, Ohio. I mean, Missouri, I mean, with all due respect, and you know my thing with all with all due respect is typically the next thing out of your mouth is disrespect. Right. right. But <laughs> with all due respect, Missouri. That Ohio State, they're they're actually Yep, they're actually in the team meeting right now discussing, and I'm quite sure there'll be some conversation of who is actually going to play in that yeah. game because you it's know, Missouri. With all due, again, Missouri, it's Missouri. Same, same with Georgia against Florida State. Any of the young men who are going to the NFL draft, yeah, yep. I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to get ready for the draft. Yeah. You know, when they're in the Final Four, I don't really care. I yeah. got what my my time here is done. Thank you for my my support. The uh, all the things you did for me, the the food, nutrition, the NIL money, whatever. 
yeah, Georgia case, the national championship, all those. Thank you very much. Yep. It's time for me to prepare for the NFL draft. Yeah. And fans should respect that. It's a business decision. It's a business. Yes. I don't want to hear fans. Well, he's a Buckeye. He should know better. And he, you know, he, he yep. was the same guy that caught the winning touchdown pass against Penn State. And I'm speaking of 18, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yes. Uh, he, I, I don't, <clears throat> I don't believe he's playing. I could be shocked. I could be wrong. Um, I don't see a, I don't see a benefit to him playing in the Cotton Bowl. Um, he's number two at worst mm-hmm. in the 2024 NFL Draft. At worst, number yes. two. What benefit would he have to come out and some fluky as he's blocking someone to roll up on his leg? And I hope it doesn't happen. Don't get me wrong. Of course. I, but at the same time. What benefit is there to him to go out and play in that game? And there's precedent. Um, the last time Ohio State played in the Cotton Bowl, uh, they played USC, and Denzel Ward did not play in the Cotton Bowl. He went number four overall to the Cleveland Browns, number yeah. four. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's a business for the student assets. <clears throat> yes. Just <clears throat> like it's business for the CFP committee. Yep. So don't try to spin it. Well, Jordan Travis, they're a different team without Jordan Travis, blah, 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 whatever. We didn't want them in a Final Four. They're not in SEC or the Big Ten, so we didn't want them in it. Okay. That's what it is anyway. That's basically it. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> Brother Gibson. Hmm. Folks who are watching, Big Jack, Thrillo, I know you're a TSU alum, but to my UH alums, if you are a season ticket holder or on any of the alumni lists, uh, Big Jack came for me a little bit. Go ahead. Please, please comment what I'm about to say. My mother sent out an email announcing the hire of Willie Fritz as new head coach of football and inviting fans to attend Monday ceremony. Starts at noon, doors open at 1130. Mm-hmm. The email I got, the image, the picture, Coach Fritz, last name spelled F-R-I-T-Z, spelled correctly. That is correct, yes. Apparently, a couple of my friends received an email where the last name was spelled F-R-T-I-Z. It is. As in spelled as in misspelled. Yes. So let me know if you received an email with his name misspelled. Miss <laughs> Wanda showed me what she got. She got the correct spelling. I got the correct spelling. But apparently, at some point, maybe it was the first batch, it wasn't a spell check or it was missed or whatever. So some fans, some supporters received the image with Coach Fritz's last name spelled incorrectly that's a that's a big fail yeah that's not good <laughs> that that's that's not good and also if it's too late now let me see coach fritz is he's now should be now at the airport mm-hmm. to talk to the media if anybody wants to talk to him as his plane lands he and his family uh, i'm assuming his family have, have arrived at the airport. So, yes, they sent that out to us in case you wanted to 
you know, go to the airport, interview him, B-roll, et cetera, et cetera. Like one of, like the colleague who used to do that, used to meet coaches, players, et cetera. He was known for it. Mark Berman, who's now retired, was known, for, Scoop was known for being at the airport to get those stories. So uh, I don't know if other stations are there. Well, we got, these folks got the correct spelling. So that's good. So I don't know if it's just a handful of folks or or what. But I, I saw it. And I was at a basketball game. I was at the Cougar women's game today. And my friends sent it to me. And because I wasn't really paying attention, I was like, what am I, what am I missing? And they said, Casey, look at, look at the image. And I was like, oh, <laughs> his, his last name is spelled wrong. And I was like, oh. So I checked mine, what I got. I said, oh, no, I, it's, it's correct on mine. <laughs> So, yeah. I don't know how many folks that was. I don't believe it was, you know, fake that was sent to them. But I know what I saw because there's two of them. Two different folks told me they got that. But whatever. Yeah. Your thoughts on Willie Fritz as the new head coach, five-year deal, head coach of the Houston Cougars football program? Um. I think it's a great hire. Um, what he's done throughout his career, I mean, he's been nothing but successful. Uh, every stop he's had, he's been successful. I mean, Tulane was it 22 straight weeks in the top 25. Mm -hmm. um, they beat uh, USC. Tulane. 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 What did I say? No, no, I'm saying. Oh, Tulane. yeah, right. Tulane. As in Tulane. Right. Tulane. Yeah, Tulane. Tulane beat USC in the Cotton Bowl last year. Yes. Caleb Williams, Heisman Trophy winner. Caleb Williams lost to Willie Fritz and Tulane in the Cotton Bowl last year. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, so that's a slam dunk. Great hire. Kudos to President Couture and um, Athletic Director Pesman and and the administration to to bring him in. Clearly, he was their 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 top target, and they did what it took to get him in. So. Kudos, and uh, it's an exciting day uh, for for Cougar Nation. And the negotiations did not end. Some of the some of the eyes were. It took eyes to be dotted and T's be crossed until early today. Mm -hmm. I was told that while I was at the basketball game. Okay, so it wasn't like a slam dunk. Right. You know, as easy as some folks thought. Did I see where Tulane came in at the twelfth hour with like four and a half to keep yeah. him? Yeah. So I have not read, seen, heard, been told what he will be getting from UH. I heard a few things about why they decided not to go with Coach Jeff Trailer. I've been cool with either one, but I think Coach Fritz. I'm not worried about his age. He's going to build. I believe he'll build a solid winning program at Houston and then when he decides to retire I think someone on his staff will be ready to take over and continue the winning I believe that's what he's going to build and establish and one of the talking points from the in the press release that it seemed to be from Chilla Fortita Prescator leadership mm. oh leadership that's that 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 says a lot on both sides Yes. I was glad to see it. Glad to read it. Kind of indicates 
their thought process regarding the person who's no longer the head coach. And maybe he did not. Well, hell, they know he didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said well, that. I, I, I said that. I'm saying it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. Big Jack. Coach Taylor did have a $7 million buyout. Yes, that was a factor. $7 million, you said? $7 million, yes. $7 million. Wow. But it wow. wasn't the only factor. I heard, I heard a lot today while, while I was at the basketball game. So, But it wasn't the only factor. Another reason, you know, folks, sometimes y'all wonder, KG, why do you go to women's basketball games? You never know who you're going to see at a women's basketball game and what you might mm-hmm. find out. Just going to say that right now. Wow, oh, see, Yeah. Wow. Folks will be happy to hear this. Jeremy R. says, I'm going to send money in now for the first time ever. This new coach. All right, Jeremy, what about Coach Fritz has you excited? Send a comment. Keep adding to the conversation. What about Coach Fritz has you excited? What's his buyout? I'm just curious. If you know, I don't know. I, I haven't heard. All, only thing I know right now is it's a five-year deal. Okay. So I, I don't know. And it's important <clears throat> to announce everything today because as we discussed last Sunday, Monday the 4th is portal officially opening. So recruiting players outside of your program, but also re-recruiting your current players. And then December 20th is National Signing Day for high school athletes. And this is a great point right here from Big Jack. It feels like Mm. the grown-ups are running their operation again with Fritz in charge. Yes. Well put. Well put. Mm. But I'm going to say this to you, Brother Gibson. Mm -hmm. In case everybody watching us on Facebook and YouTube, if you did not see it, have not seen it yet, earlier today on an edition of Less Rage Cougs, toward the end of the show, I challenged my alums, because folks, you don't know if you're new to the show, new to me, I am an alum, class of December 1994, 1994, Will, long time ago. 1994. Okay. The administration stepped up. Surprised me. They stepped up. Got rid of Dana Hogerson. Going to pay him off the buyout, $14.8 million. They stepped up, did their part there. They stepped up, made a good hire with Coach Fritz, which I think most people like as mm-hmm. a hire. So that's two positives for an administration that dropped the ball and has dropped it plenty of time. But right now, they've done two good things. So alums, fans, UH supporters, if you have the money, if you have the means, buy your tickets. Support the Cougars, support the football team, and make that home opener August 31st against, it don't even matter who it's against, make the home opener a sellout. Mm-hmm. You got your coach. They got rid of the coach you didn't want. The coach who you had no hope in going forward, he's gone. Jeremy says they got a coach that gives him hope that he's excited about. Support the Cougs football program. Okay, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> he's just a real head coach. I'm still was. shocked we got him. <laughs> wow. So, Jeremy, is that a dig at the previous head coach? At the... <laughs> He's a Looks total funny. professional. Yeah. I mean, all of that's accurate. All of it. And that's part of it, Will. Mm-hmm. You've seen, you saw some of Coach Hogan's press conferences, man. Yeah. Yep. It just wasn't 
he just was the right fit for this job. And I wondered after a while if he was just here to collect a check. <laughs> That's all. I'm here to get paid. I'm safe. Y'all ain't doing anything to me. That's <laughs> so what whatever. it looked like to me from an outside yeah. looking in. That's what it looked like. It looked like he knew I'm no matter what. So it's whatever. And as far as dates, no. But opponents for N24, yes. I'll have to scroll, but it's nothing eye-catching. K-State at home, uh, TCU, Iowa State, Baylor, I think are the four Big 12 schools to be coming to Houston. And then opening up against UNLV. So there are not a lot of marquee names coming to the Cougs in 24. My point is it, it shouldn't matter. Okay? Mm-hmm. We as alums need to support our school, especially the first year. I'm not saying four or five years from now, if things haven't turned around, the winds haven't started coming, all that, to still support them blindly. No, no, I'm saying right now, with this momentum, this hope that's been restored, support the Cougs. Make that first game a sellout. Miss Wanda says she is hopeful. And yeah, I saw the email. Yeah, you can buy tickets now. (laughs) So yeah, hopefully it's well-staffed. It's more than one person to handle the ticket orders, the ticket calls, email requests, all those things. Justin asking this, I've wondered this myself. He was, didn't seem like he was a leader in the locker room. I've wondered that. Donovan Smith with Dana being fired could, well, this is legit. Even though he's transferred once before, he can still transfer again without penalty because coach yeah, got fired, coach right? Coach got fired. Coach got fired. Yes. He's okay, immediately so he, eligible. Okay. So it's up to him if he wants to stay or try his hand elsewhere. Tulane quarterback might come here. I'm open. I'm all about competition. May the better, the better quarterback get the job and start, whoever that might be. And I don't want to just hand folks a job, you know. There, there may be eyes uh, somewhere north for a Donovan Smith or, a, I don't know, maybe a Malik Murphy. I didn't say that yeah. out loud. Did I, did, I, did I say that? Yeah. But Malik yeah. Murphy. And, and, folks, let me also say, if you're new to folks talking sports, we say things out loud. Because we know things. <laughs> okay. We may say stuff in passing, but we don't just say it just to be saying it. We don't, we're not tossing yeah. stuff against the wall <laughs> to see yeah. if it sticks. Yeah. Malik, okay. Murphy's in, Malik, Malik Murphy's in the portal tomorrow, right, Chris? So, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Okay. Well, because all signs point to Quinn Ewers coming back. <laughs> I just had to stretch for a second. You know? So, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. These skills is the question. How are tickets for sale now when you said there was waiting? I'm going with what the email said. Peace Kills knows. Oh, wow. UH is going to UH. <laughs> so I hope <laughs> they, they do better. They hope they're prepared. At minimum, tomorrow for the celebration, the intro press conference, I hope they have season ticket forms, brochures, something, paperwork for people who are interested. So at least, Fill out, get on the list, 
something. Because it's a bad look if tomorrow somebody goes to the event. Hey, I'm working on buy my tickets. Where can I where can I place an order? Where can I put down, down a deposit? Oh, we're not we're not ready for that, sir or ma'am. Oh, that's bad. Ooh. What? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh yeah, we're not. Please don't do that. <laughs> please, 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 please don't do that. We want to be a big time athletics program. We need to start behaving like a big time athletics program. Please. This is the big boys now. This is the Big 12. It's still, for now, a Power 4 conference, for now. Soon to be Power 2. So please, act accordingly. Act like you belong. That, that's it right there. Act like you belong. These skills, Ms. Wanda says, waiting list mentioned last week was for new premier seating. We shall see. But folks, tomorrow, <clears throat> I have a training to attend. So y'all let me know in the comments on social media how it goes if you attend. If there, if it goes out without a hitch or if there are problems, let me know. <laughs> let, let me know so I can report it and acknowledge it. Will, you got something to say? You're smiling. <laughs> no, I'm just listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just listening. Because there are new folks on staff at Houston in the administration. They have new ideas. I met with one of them earlier today at the game. Again, I tell you folks, you know, and basically they're going to, they know they have to do their part. They want fans to do their part. So let's meet in the middle. Got to hold them accountable. But fans, we have to do our part too. So me, D-Skills, another one of our friends, we we're talking about, we were discussing if Fritz got the job, would we buy tickets, season tickets? Well, <laughs> Fritz got the job. <laughs> so, and I can get a credential to some of the football games, but I, I might buy tickets again. But there was no way in hell I was buying them for Dana. <laughs> Didn't do it, wasn't going to do it. No, none of that. But I would do it for Coach Fritz because I believe that he's going. he's the right man for the job at this point in time. Okay. <clears throat> Good question. This is a great question. Speaking of power four, are Oregon state and Washington state going to crown a conference champion by the winner between them two? I mean, he could, <laughs> I mean, they could be skills, man. Skills <laughs> oh, look, <laughs> you coming from the top rope, man. Oh man! <laughs> Quiet confidence. <laughs> well, this was before the game. Okay, this is before the game. I got there early enough before the game, so. <laughs> but that goes into it. I mean, that is part of it. Unfortunately, will. Yeah. You, as a Buckeye. Yep. The Ohio State women's team smacked around Tennessee by twenty today. A road winner for the Buckeyes, which didn't surprise me because Styles, Tennessee's just can't handle that pressure defense from Ohio State. Mm -hmm. But big time women's basketball on a national level is not here in Houston. Okay. Not at Houston, not at Rice, not at TSU. And by that, I'm talking about being ranked top 25, having fan support in the thousands, attend the games. Mm -hmm. It's not here. So, yes, <laughs> women's games are a nice place to have conversations. Yes. 
that's my little secret. <laughs> so because I never know who I might see there. Could be a player, could be a coach, could be an administrator. Come to a game and just talk. I I met some folks last night at Rice between at the Rice men's game against Houston Christian. That's a men's game. <laughs> wow. So, and that wasn't, boy, that was a poorly attended game there. Two okay. H-Town City basketball teams, they could have fit all the fans in on one side, you know, wow. and two sections, honestly. But <clears throat> that's, that's this is still a football town, and I'm a basketball guy, so it's hard for me to get in where I fit in here. But I know reality, and I see things. Sure. But, yes. Basketball at other at non UH men's basketball games here in town on a college level, you could toss a rock and not hit anybody. <laughs> Most of these places, man. So wow. toss a, toss a boulder in <laughs> some places, man. But, I mean, unfortunately, you could say the same for Ohio State women as well. I mean, they're number sixteen in the country. Um, they don't get unless there's a marquee. Now, for example, I say that uh, January twenty first. Iowa comes to town. Caitlin mm-hmm. Clark. Caitlin Clark comes to her, town. Her own economy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, her own economy. When I say the, the the woman makes her own money, I say the woman has her own money because face value tickets for that game were nineteen dollars fifty cents. So twenty dollars okay. gets mm-hmm. you in the building, right? Mm-hmm. About a month ago, I saw tickets on the secondary market for that game. Face value nineteen fifty. Secondary market one twenty five. <laughs> wow. 125. Yeah, I believe it. So for that game. The other games, game. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And see, women's basketball on the college level is gaining in popularity. Mm-hmm. But don't get it twisted. Outside of Iowa with Caitlin Clark, South Carolina, Don Staley and that machine she's got rolling, <laughs> rolling, rolling. Roll. LSU and Coach Mulkey. There's a handful of women's basketball teams that have massive crowds. You can still spell UConn in there. UConn, yes. But even in Gino has for the last few years said to the fans, Y'all are spoiled. Y'all stop coming to the games. We stop winning championships. Y'all stop coming to the games. And they instead of drawing 13,000, they draw eleven. Oh you know, it might it might take Houston and Rice two seasons to get eleven total. But I say all that. The popularity is at the top, the top tier of women's programs. It's trickling down to others, but it's not yet. Like, I think the last couple of years, the 50th ranked team, women's team in attendance, for home attendance, mm-hmm. I think the average is still like 4,000. Oh. 50th. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's not a lot. But compared to Houston, HCU, that's a hell of a lot. Yeah. But yes, UConn, Tennessee, Baylor, Baylor's getting it. This year's Baylor team looks to be really good. Yeah. They matched Oregon today about 20. Oregon women's basketball has fallen off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Since Sabrina Inescu graduated, yeah. they haven't been the same since. <clears throat> Satu Sabelli and all that, yeah. That's yeah, they haven't been the same. But UConn, like I said, UConn is still UConn, but they have not had one. They have not won a championship 
in recent years. So that's unlike UConn. <laughs> but almost every other program in women's hoops would kill for their success. Right. These right. skills, as a U.S. alum, would love to see Houston Cougars women's basketball get, get to the Final Four. Just once. <laughs> Just once. They went, what, 13 straight years to the Final Four, Well, To the Final Four. Right. Right. Ohio State has one women's Final Four. 30 years ago, 30, yeah, 30 years ago. <laughs> so think about that. Okay, 13 in a row. Yeah. Before that, it was a feat to get there three or four. I don't think four in a row had been done like once. What about Louisiana well, Tech, maybe? I, I think it was, oh no, I think it was LSU or Tennessee. Okay, okay. I think, yeah, Tennessee did it because I I, I remember I remember Kara Lawson talking about it, even though they didn't win a championship. And I'm like, Kara. Y'all are Tennessee. Don't be happy about just getting there. <laughs> and then Candace Parker got there and said, see up there, Chris? We haven't won a championship in a while. I'm going to change that. And she did. <laughs> so, yeah. These skills to say he was settled for a Sweet 16. <laughs> Real talk. Tank, Tank Dell got injured out for the season. Oh, wow. Uh, I did not see it. I saw the tweet or a tweet about it. I think he was, I think you talked about the possible getting rolled up in the bowl game mm-hmm. scenario. I, it sounds like that's what happened to Tank. See. Yep. And he broke his fibula, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So he's out for the season. So get get well, heal soon. <clears throat> and D Skill said it, it looked it looked bad because he, he mm-hmm. was there. It 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 wasn't good. So and I still haven't seen Jordan Travis's injury. So oh, I'm just, no, you I'm just screaming like don't, that. I, don't. I don't mm-hmm. like all the injuries, like the Paul George injury. Mm-hmm. Still haven't seen it. Yeah. Like all the screaming stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just not meant to see it. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. I'm, I'm like turning the channel, flipping yep. channels or not looking elsewhere. <clears throat> just not there. I, and I've missed every, the, the last gruesome injury I saw. Was Joe Theismann? I knew he was about to say. I was like, "Are you about to say Joe Theismann?" <laughs> That's the last he... gruesome injury I saw. Oh, oh, uh, they're not playing for the lottery. They're lottery bound. <laughs> they're not playing for it. Hey, thank you for that phone call too, Chris. Thank you for the solid last night. <laughs> yeah, no, Just, no worries there. It was coming. I did not expect them to make the playoff. I didn't think they were going to do the play in. Unlike some Piston fans, we y'all know I'm a fan, but mm-hmm. I'm objective. No. Yep. But to be two and what is it now two and eighteen? That and see that no. <laughs> the big disappointment. Injuries didn't help. Because at one point, half their team was injured. <laughs> half of it. And four of them were veterans that they're counting on for experience. And, and, and to that point, Chris, I did look back because they played they played the Cavs last night. And I looked at their streak. I mean, they had some. Close ones. I mean, they lost by like two to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. They lost. They had some close ones already. Like, mm, so it's not yeah. like they're getting early part of the streak. They were competitive and losing close games. Right. The right. last before the last two before Saturday against Cleveland and Wednesday against the Knicks, they got waxed like four times in like five games. Yeah, like they had lost hope. But I think they're getting back to it and they're starting to get healthier. So they they won't go with two and eighty. Okay, they'll get a win at some point within the next couple weeks. They're getting there. 
I think Monty Williams is realizing something that I thought about a few weeks ago, that Kate Cunningham for the Pistons is better as a two-guard, not a point guard. You need to have Marcus Sasser, Jaden Ivey, Kane Hayes run the offense, and let Kate, because he's better shooting all three of them. But Marcus is kind of streaky, but, but Marcus has to work on his point guard for the NBA. I'm going to put this out there, Cougar fans. <clears throat> Detroit was up well. You saw the game. Mm -hmm. Like 8, 10 points late in the third quarter. Marcus came in the game. Marcus Sasser came in the game about the last two minutes of the third quarter, first couple of the fourth quarter. When Marcus went back to the bench, Cavs were up 10. <laughs> it seemed like just like that, they were up 10. Marcus came in. Kate sat down. <laughs> Woof. It was just, it was like in the blink of an eye. I'm like, yep, they just can't get over that hump yet. So it's taking longer than everybody thought. Going 0 for an entire month, that's special. It takes a lot to go wrong to not win a game in a month, but that's where they are. <clears throat> yes, Monty was disgusted. It is, it's funny that Monty says this isn't Pist Piston basketball. He's been here four months. Well, you know what? <laughs> About. Pistons basketball, but and that's I know crazy. I get his point. Yeah, yeah. You you, you mentioned they went oh for the entire month two years ago in Phoenix, November twenty one. He went, he won every game. Yeah, that month. So I don't know how many. I wonder how many coaches have had a undefeated month and a winless month. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it's they got to answer questions. They got to figure out all those things, and of course, as Rocket fans know, even if they have the worst record in the league does not guarantee they win the lottery. <laughs> so, but Willie Gibson. Yes, sir. The Spurs have the second worst record in the NBA. You know what those, the Spurs and Detroit have in common? No. They're the two youngest teams in the NBA. That'll do it. That will do it. So unless you got some good veterans in the mix and you're going all youngsters, Michigan State starting five is older than Detroit starting five. Wow. Wow. Think about it. You know, I was crazy about that because, again, because they played the Cavs last time, I was looking at their roster. I think it was 12 players, I counted, that were in their third year or younger on that roster. Yep. So, yeah, that's wild. That's wild. So, as Kelvin Sampson has said, and a lot of folks who follow the NBA for a long time, it's a grown man's league. <laughs> it's not a kid's league, man. You know, unless you got LeBron type players on your squad, yep. you're not gonna win <laughs> with a bunch of youngsters. You're not yep. gonna do it. No. Oklahoma City is an outlier. Okay. It's rare to be really young and win in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Especially when you combine that with injuries and all the other kind of stuff, too. And a new head coach, all that in the mix. But these last few minutes, how much of the college football playoff, are you going to watch? Oh, I'm going to watch it. I mean, I mean, of course, I'm going to watch the Cotton Bowl for obvious reasons. And then, I mean, the next day, I mean, Alabama, Michigan, yeah, you got to watch that. And then don't sleep on Washington. I'm picking Washington to win the whole thing. And I'm picking um, Michael Penix Jr. to win the Heisman. Okay. I'll and say you, that. You're not alone in, in in either one of those thoughts. Yep. Yep. Do you, you think know, the game has passed pop by? Just like Belichick with the Pats. 
Is it passing by? No, it, it, you said it. He has the he has the youngest team in the league, second youngest team in the league. So I don't think so. I mean, Jeremy, what? Jeremy Soshin, uh, Malachi Branham, Wembenyama, uh, the kid that just signed to the extension. Um, Devin Vassell? Yeah. Oh, I think he just he doesn't. Tim Duncan isn't walking through that door, to paraphrase Rick Patino yeah. from back in the day. As, as talented as Wimby is, yep. you cannot win by yourself. Correct. <laughs> okay. And speaking of injuries, he's missed the last few games with some injuries, right? I mean, it's part of it. You just cannot in basketball. It's five five on the floor at the same time. Well, five on five. It's not yep. one on five. You cannot yep. win by yourself. You need talented, experienced teammates to help you get dubs. You do. You do. It's a team game. So we talked about Florida State. A team game. So. Rockets are eight and one at home, own eight on the road. Fans, wow, rocket fans, yeah. winless, oh and eight. <clears throat> Let's talk about this. It's great these closing moments. Yeah, how much longer do I think Coach Fritz will be here? What coach for contracts five years? I think taking over a Big 12 job will give him some more motivation because there are some folks who and coaches people they're all people players say oh well, I, don't, I don't read the clippings i don't hear about all. they know sure. they hear about that they know it you know coach fritz has heard well he has a one on he hasn't coached on a big boy level he has a one here he's he's gonna i'm gonna show them i'm gonna win at houston and imagine if he turns the houston cougars football program to a consistent Winner on the on a national scale, mm -hmm. there might be some Cougar alums willing to build a statue for that man <laughs> if he gets that done. If he well, turns, if he does for football, what Coach Sampson does for has done for men's basketball. Oh man, but yeah, sixty three, so five years, and then we'll see when he turns sixty eight. I'm not sure when his birthday is. So sixty eight, sixty nine, the last year of the contract. We'll see. So it's like a type of, would you think they'll do like a coaching waiting type situation when he signs tomorrow? Possibly. And, like, and that's a great point here. Yeah, yeah facts. <laughs> Nick Zayman said me too. Yeah. So if Coach Fritz has the fire in the belly, and remember, folks forgot, after Texas beat Bama by 10, oh, Coach Saban's lost it. He doesn't have the mojo anymore. Right, quarterback situation is is in flux. How how is he going to win games? He yeah, no longer has sense. the. He doesn't know how to coast all his talent anymore. They haven't lost since <laughs> lost Texas. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But media has their narratives. How they want to spin things. Let's everything play out. Even though individual in college football, the games don't matter. Apparently, <laughs> you know so. <clears throat> Yes, I know that, Justin. I know Laney Fritz for a while when she was an intern in, at KPRC. Yes. Yep. Know all that. And her sister works lives here, too, as uh, in finance, something like that. So that's another reason I thought it made sense for Coach Fritz to take the Houston job. He has family here. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if, 
if the daughters have or or the son ha- has any children. So I don't know about grandkids or anything like that. But if they do, that's another reason. Grandpa and grandma want to be close to the grandkids. If that's part of it, that's another reason and incentive the coach at Houston to help them win, to be here as long as possible, to get that done. Brother Gibson, as mm-hmm. always, it's a thrill talking to you, man. I'm going to put you on the big screen as soon as Uh-oh. I pull up your info. <clears throat> Let me see here. Let me ask you, you, me ask you real hmm? quick. Yes, sir. Are you watching the CFP? You mean you yeah. asked me? I mean, you, no. Is that adventurous? No. No. Okay. No. I'm just not a football fan. <laughs> gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Got College no pro. And and folks who know me, know me for a long time, know I'm a fan of the Pistons. I'm also a fan of the commanders. Again, now they had no ownership. So the beatdowns that two of my teams are taking this season. It's hard on a brother, man. It's it's hard. The losses are mounting. The commanders are not even being competitive. They got whopped again today by the Dolphins. It, <clears throat> only thing I can say with a positive regard to my teams is the Red Wings are winning again. Starting to win. win. So I'm going to be all right eventually. But right now, whew, you got it, brother Gibson. You got it. Appreciate you, brother. Um, as always, thank you for the opportunity to uh, – Share your platform. Um, you can, as the the cross stage, you can uh, reach out to me on Twitter at Will Gibson Seven and other social media platforms: Facebook, IG, and Threads at Will No Sports. Thank you. Let's put it back. And y'all, y'all know me. Okay, do you see me right there? Oh, this is for everybody. You too, Will. <clears throat> After today's game, mm-hmm. oh, not did I mention it that the Cougs won today, beat Florida A no. By 20, 79, 59. Okay. So they bounced back after their loss, their bad loss to Middle Tennessee on Wednesday, where they lost 70, 45. Mm. So they beat Florida AM today by 20. We're up 31 with five minutes to go. D skills, you'll like this. You might find this interesting. I'm gonna I've already posted one clip on TikTok and Instagram at Houston Round Bar Review. <clears throat> Coach Huey was not happy, satisfied, content with how his team played today. They won by 20. He said the team did not play up to the Houston standard. And it's on him to get that corrected. The team, the players played, uh, they saw Florida A&M. HBCU school, SWAC school, yeah, we can beat them. We don't have to play hard, play effective, play efficient, play smart. He said those things after the game. I'm like, this man is, sounds like he's turning over a new leaf. Mm-hmm. So I commend him for that. Y'all know I'm hard, on, I am very hard on Coach Huey. And he still has to get to the tournament. Well, you know how I feel about that. These skills right. as well. But to hear him say these things, and Peyton McFarlane scored 21 points today, a transfer. She agreed we did, not, we did not play up to the Houston standard that the coaches have established this season. And I'm like, who are these players? <laughs> this is great to hear. Y'all right. got to do it come Big 12. But the fact there, 
<laughs> these wow. skills, <laughs> 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 these skills. I'm not gonna put that up on the screen, but y'all can see it in the comments. But Trent, I know, I know what you're saying. Trust me. It's, this is his tenth season. He has not gone to the NCAA tournament one time. I know that, and he said he has to do it this season, in my opinion. But the things he said post game. After losses this season, now after games this season, it's a different mentality mentality that he's he said. He said in one of the games, home games, that he was going to wait to watch the film before going back to the players and being hard on them. He said in the past, he would just right after a game, light into them. Then after watching the film, he realized, oh, well, she wasn't in the wrong there. I was. It's my mistake. So he had to go back and, and apologize. And I'm like, wow, you saying all this stuff now? <laughs> I'm like, wow. okay. So he, he's learning um, or he's, he's evolving. I commend him for all those things. He still needs to get them to the tournament this season. Okay. I'm sticking to that. Oh, by the way, everybody. Tomorrow, Monday, December 4th, will be the first official net release for this season for men's and women's basketball, where the NCAA will announce the first NCAA evaluation tool, net rankings for the season. So I'm kind of curious to see where the Houston women's basketball team will be ranked because the strength of schedule so far has not been very elite, hasn't been tough. The toughest game against Middle they lost. So I'm kind of see where, where they're going to be ranked. Then on the men's side, the Cougs men's team should be ranked one or two. And then see where all the Big 12 teams in men's basketball are ranked. Like, what was it? Through 100 games, the men's team, Big 12 men's team, they lost 14 times. Something like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Alan Tread, thank you. D-Skills, everybody for watching episode 117 of Folks Talking Sports. Follow me on social media at Houston Round Bar View on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and Spoutable. Tell your friends about this show. Tell your friends about the YouTube channel at Houston Round Bar View. Tell your friends about Willie Gibson, the insight he provides from the Big Ten country, from the Ohio State. It's all appreciated here for your comments. Thank you for your time. And until next week, y'all take care. Oh, and of course, Willie, you know I almost forgot, man. Oh, wait. A Houston Round Bar Review. Since 1994, local name, global perspective. Y'all take care. Peace.